where's the love to come and see? God so loved the world so, so much. Where's the I am the bread of life and life abundant? As Episcopalians, we have no choice on the readings. And that can be a curse and a blessing. The curse is you can't run away from that hard stuff. And actually, the blessing is that we can't run away from the hard stuff. So this morning, before I get into it, I want us to hold that love that we know is proclaimed throughout the gospel throughout scripture, this gift of love that knows no bounds, let's hold that love with the really hard challenge of what we are supposed to do with that gift, with the challenge of how do we respond to that love and the responsibility of that love. Is actually love is the foundation here, the starting point for the whole parable if the landowner, we were to say, were God, God's creating a world that's made of producing abundant fruit. We have the landowner, God, planting a vineyard, protecting it with a fence, building a watchtower to watch over, and creating a wine press to help pass on the benefits of this vineyard. And then we have the response to this gift, the tenants, that's their working saying, wow, we're so blessed to be able to nurture this vineyard. And we're here. We're not keeping it in mind. Like, we're here for the benefit of others, for the benefit of this, get, making this produce that will help produce more vineyards, perhaps produce more wine. There's no gratitude for the gift, this gift of life that brings life. Rather, the tenants respond with, whoa, Come on, this is mine. I nurtured this vineyard. The results are all the result of my hard work. And without any any view to seeing the privilege of even having this garden, this vineyard itself. So when it's time to share the fruit, when the landowner sends it, their people to come and collect the nope, 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 this is mine. And they mount violent protection, protection of what is theirs. And kill the folk who come for the harvest. People sent again, kill them again. And then there's this remarkable delusion in a sense that these tenants have that if we kill the sun, then we're going to benefit and we're going to be able to have this whole vineyard for ourselves. As if they want Back with more. 
rejected love is actually the rock bed of life, the stone, the stone of vulnerable love, of a love that doesn't give up, a love that is so powerful that when the hard forces of the world come upon it, they will break to pieces. When the stone of love comes down, it smashes and crushes all the forces that are not of God and not of love. And Jesus says, and is citing scripture, and this is of the Lord's doing, and it is amazing. Now let's bubble up again to who's listening to this. It's the religious leaders in the temple. It's not the crowds. There are crowds of people who follow Jesus there. But Jesus is in the temple, and this is right after he's entered the city of Jerusalem in triumph. We've got the crowds. Hallelujah, Hosanna. And Jesus has gone straight to the temple in Matthew's gospel, this gospel, and overturned the temple tables right in front of these religious leaders who've been colluding with the Romans, who've been colluding with oppression against the crowd of people been following Jesus and who've witnessed the healings and the miracles. And these religious leaders of the temple are now challenging Jesus. And there's this back and forth. It starts with, like, whose authority are you doing all this? And Jesus challenges back, but not with a sermon or a lecture or something like what I'm doing, but with parables and stories. And these stories this leadership are not completely following God's word. Jesus is inviting them into the story to hear where there may be and where there is a disconnect between what they're doing and what scripture calls them to do. And the fact that Jesus is using this image of a beautiful vineyard that's been given to them, that's hearkening back. Hearkening back to something these religious leaders would have read and is actually our first reading, if you want to go back and look at that after after services. This first reading from Isaiah, was, okay, I'm giving you this beautiful vineyard, planted it, set up fences, and you, you people, have squandered it. And these religious leaders know that throughout history, throughout the Hebrew scriptures, there's this pattern of people walking away from the gift of God, and then yet going away and this coming back. And it's interesting because the last line of the reading is these religious leaders about them hearing this parable. It says they heard his parables and realized he was speaking about them. Part of what's so hard about hearing this is that it is a any of us, and I think it's all of us, who have moments, big or small, where we are colluding with the forces of evil or darkness or not goodness in the world, colluding with that stuff that is not of God. For the Pharisees, it's, it's like that kick in the gut that many of us have experienced when you hear a truth, it's like, oh no, that's not 
where Jesus is talking with the religious leaders. We can think about being the religious leaders, being the people in whatever power realm that we have in our lives, and being challenged, being the ones kicked in the gut. But we could also be the people in the crowd. Just imagine today witnessing Jesus walking calmly into Congress, into the Senate, with some provocative stories that point out, hey, you profess these values, and you're living into them? Are you using these values and this gift to build up the nation? Or even locally, just look at all the scandals that have been in, the, in so many different different uh, police forces and here in L.A. County, the sheriff's department in particular with the sheriff's 